Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Nonprofit U, a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm a consultant to nonprofits and I specialize in community and organizational development. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. And you can find Nonprofit U on Facebook and on Twitter. I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using the hashtags Nonprofit U, Preserving South Chicago, or Alliance of the Southeast. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit underscore you. The chat room is open and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you must open a listener-only account. You'll find a link to open the account on the page for this episode, and you can also email me questions at consulting at ValerieFLeonard.com. We'll be taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 20-minute mark or so. The call-in number is area code 347-884-8121. Again, that number is area code 347 347- 884-8121, serving the southeast of Chicago. We'll be talking about the Alliance of Southeast and some of their latest campaigns. Again, we encourage you to call in with questions at about the 20-minute mark. You can start posting in the chat room and emailing questions now. Again, my email address is consulting at ValerieFlinert.com. If you want to participate in the live chat, you must open an account, and the link is found on the episode page. The call-in number again is 347-884-8121. Nonprofit and community development professionals are especially encouraged to call in and share your stories and strategies. And in fact, I'm sure some of you have very interesting war stories. Today's guest is Amalia Nieto-Gomez. She is the Executive Director of the Alliance of the Southeast. In this capacity, Amalia coordinates the coalition of local organizations to get a community benefits agreement, which is a written agreement with the developer, and she's doing that for the South Works project, that's the largest development in the region, to prioritize local residents for jobs, training, and educational opportunities affordable housing, environmental protections, and the list goes on. Amalia also organizes Germano Millgate tenants to address health and safety issues, and they've had a number of campaigns, and as a result of their work, they have had the completion of over 1,000 repairs and over a 45% reduction in pest-related asthma triggers and an agreement by the owner to use $4.5 million in HUD funds to address the top five tenant-identified priorities for repairs. And by the way, Amalia, just want to let you know this is a great anti-gentrification strategy. Amalia has also organized youth leaders to hold their first annual anti-violence march and then under her leadership, I say is always, I'm sorry, has also expanded an alternative sentencing program with the Cook County Juvenile Court, as well as work with partners 
in an, an initiative called GRACE, and they also have referrals from the 4th District Police Department. Under Amalia's leadership, ASE has united local service providers, community groups, and ceasefire to establish local nonviolence zones, and that was in um, the years 2013 and 2014. And as a result, the coalition has produced a community event to bring together over 400 African-American and Latino residents. Eight organizations became safe havens and places where a child can take shelter or request assistance. And you guys, the Liberty, I, I believe you're under 40, Amalia. Is that true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not by she's much, not even, but yes. <laughs> right, she, she's under 40. And, and this is just a, a very short list of some of the things she's been able to accomplish. And this is just in her current job. This is not her life story. So, you know, we're dealing with a dynamo here, and, and I'm really honored. So, Amalia, thank you so much for joining us. And before we get thank started, you, can you, okay. can you tell us a little bit about ASE and how you came to work for them? Sure. Um well, the um, ASE, or the Alliance of the Southeast, uh, is a local uh, community organization, nonprofit, and uh, we work to uh, build uh, community leaders um, on the southeast side that are able to uh, tackle issues that they identify um, and uh, create the solutions for the neighborhood. Um, mm -hmm. We're a coalition of uh, businesses, schools, churches, uh, nonprofits, uh, organizations are all coming together to address the challenges of the neighborhoods on the southeast side. Um, I came to work at ASE. Uh, I had been. I came to Chicago originally um, to do community organizing work and ran a, a campaign against predatory lending or the all the bad loans that caused the the housing bubble and that burst. Um, so we were trying yes, to prevent yes. that from happening here in Illinois. And um, after working for five years on that, um, I went to uh, work at a community bank um, to get good loans out to the neighborhood, um, especially mm -hmm. the, the uh, immigrant neighborhood, worked on uh, I-10 loans. And while I was there, um, I really missed having the uh, connections to the community. So one of, uh, one of a mutual friend had introduced me to uh, the then executive director, uh, Ray Lopez Calderon, um, and I became involved with the board. And so I was mm -hmm. uh, part of the board for a number of years, and then um, when uh, uh, Ray decided that he wanted to go uh, – uh, move on. Um, they mm -hmm. asked if I would like to um, uh, become a part of ASE um, and apply for the mm -hmm. executive director position. Uh, make a long okay, story short. So, Ray so I took over after the interim director um, between Ray, mm -hmm. um, and then there's an interim director, and uh, I've been at ASE ever since. So, going on four years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that, that's awesome. And Ase is in good hands. Um, yeah, you and I met. Um, I, I just want to let folks know, Amalia um, and I met about ooh, four or five months ago. She came to North Lawndale to share with us 
lessons learned on their discussions, you know, around CR, <coughs> C, I'm sorry, CBH, Community Benefits Agreement. And as a matter of fact, she is now working with ASE and the coalition of folks on the southeast side on the $4 billion redevelopment of the U.S. Steel Southwark site. And that is one of the largest sites, I guess that's undeveloped in the city of Chicago. And it's a mm-hmm. 600-acre site and has the capability to bring massive economic development to southeast Chicago, as well as restore the region's economic stability with employment opportunities, affordable housing, and increased revenue. Sounds like a little city within a city. Mm-hmm. And in an effort to get the southeast region prepared for the development, ASE coordinates the Coalition for South for South Works. And that's a coalition of community organizations, schools, churches, black clubs that are working together to get a community benefits agreement or CBA. Can you tell mm-hmm. us what a CBA is and some of the benefits that you guys are trying to negotiate? Sure. Uh, a Community Benefits Agreement, uh, or CBA, is a written legal document uh, that is a partnership or agreement between the community and the developer. And mm-hmm. uh, it's similar to, um, for those of you who know, it's similar to a project labor agreement um, where that's between the unions and the developer outlining um, how many apprenticeships they're going to have, how many journeymen they're going to have, um, what their commitments are for hires and things like that. So this is rather similar, but it's with the uh, it's with the developer and the community um, instead of the developer and the the union. And um, it's really important just to have commitments from both parties um, in writing and on the table that both parties, both the developer and the community, can hold each other accountable to. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. That's great because and, I think typically – okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was just saying typically when we think of those um, agreements, developers tend to look at the community as, you know, they're de- – they're demanding this, that, and the other, but it's really something that holds the community accountable as well, right? It's not just a unilateral, the community asks and and then right. the developer gives. There's give and take on both sides. Is that correct? Right. So the idea is, is that, um, for example, um, if there's an agreement for, uh, say, local hires, the developer may say, okay, we're going to have um, our goals to have this percentage local hires, whatever that may be. And then the community says, okay, in order for you to meet your commitments, uh, we commit to um, providing X number of referrals um, so that, uh, you know, you can meet your goal. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a collaboration um, and the idea mm-hmm. is that even once the community benefits agreement is signed, that uh, there's still ongoing partnership um, to make sure that the uh, goals are reached. So it's not just mm-hmm. uh, um, it's not just something where like, okay, you didn't meet this goal. There's like, okay, you know, let's see where where, where did things go wrong, right? Um, you know, do we need <laughs> right. to give you more referrals? Do you need more qualified referrals? Like, okay, what are some of the barriers to, to hiring them locally so that um, the CBA basically is a partnership and a continuing conversation about um, the commitments that were outlined in the CBA. 
Okay, great. So Chicago residents have been painfully aware of increased violence on the streets. Can you share some of the ways that ASE is addressing the violence issue? Sure. So um, we, uh, ASE had um, uh, started convening um, local groups um, in the neighborhood, um, especially because a number of years back um, there were a number of break-ins uh, to cars along 91st Street and uh, Commercial mm-hmm. Avenue. And so we started having conversations and uh, uh, pulling together the businesses in the area and community residents in the area to talk about, okay, you know, one, you know, stopping the, the, the break-ins are going on, but longer term, like how can we engage youth um, in mm-hmm. particular? And so uh, the group became united uh, to talk about some of the, the issues around violence and, like, how can we stop uh, sending our youth um, and young adults into uh, into prison. And so what came out of those conversations was uh, the Youth Leadership Council, uh, which was an active way to engage uh, youth in the neighborhood in a proactive way and to um, organize mm-hmm. the youth the same way we organize adults. Uh, so the youth talk about the issues that are, are of great concern to them, and uh, we help them uh, strategize around the solutions they want to see happen. So mm-hmm. there's a Youth Leadership Council. There was Grace. The group's responding with another chance um, in education, uh, which was a restorative justice and mentoring component. So that was for mm-hmm. youth that um, had already gotten into trouble for, for something, um, being able to have a, a, a safe space and open dialogue about what happened. That's a peace circle and restorative justice part of it. Um, but also mm-hmm. to connect them with a mentor who would be able to reconnect the youth back to uh, the community and also resources. So um, in developing a personal relationship with the youth. Um, and then the third thing was uh, engaging uh, residents at Germano Millgate um, to talk about um, what was going on in the community um, especially okay. because there's a lot of violence, um, not necessarily within Germano, but that was going around near and around Germano that we thought would be of concern. So um, those were kind of the three things that came out of the conversations about how do we deal with violence. Oh, that's awesome. So you talked about the, the Youth Leadership Council. Can you share with mm-hmm. us some of the some of the strides and advancements that, that you guys have made since you started the council? Sure. So the Youth Leadership Council actually was started before uh, I came on board in about 2012, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a group of youth from uh, ages uh, 11 or 12 to uh, 17 um, mm-hmm. that are talking about the issues in their neighborhood. And they have decided that one of the key issues that they wanted to work on was uh, the issue of violence and how to address it. So for the okay. last three, yes, three years, uh, they have held a uh, anti-violence and anti-bullying event um, it's been the March and Rally where they have uh, planned out all the uh, how that day would look. And mm-hmm. so um, they've done it for the last three years. They have linked it in with the National Day Without Hate, um, which is a mm-hmm. national youth-led day for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, that started with the 
uh, Columbine and Virginia Tech shootings. And so um, the youth were talking about doing a march. The first year they were talking about doing a march um, to kind of take back the neighborhoods. And coincidentally, the Day Without Hate was going to be held about a month um, from mm-hmm. when we had the conversation when the youth decided to do this. So we decided to tie it in. And so they've been doing this for the last three years. Um, this past year, they have also been talking about and doing research about um, different ways to address violence. So they have talked about um, doing SB 100, implementing it. It's a law that already passed, um, mm-hmm. and it provides alternatives to detentions and suspensions. Uh, they have also talked about um, uh, uh, being peace circle trained. Um, again, that's where mm-hmm. you hold safe spaces to have dialogue and talk about conflict. Um, okay. And then they have also talked about having a peace event. So I don't know if it will be still linked to the Day Without Hate or something separate, but I know that they Mm -hmm. have talked about doing peace events. Okay, that's awesome. Sounds like like you've identified the next generation of leaders. (laughs) We hope so. We hope so. But I have to to say it's more than us just identifying it. I got to give kudos to the students for stepping up because, you know, if if, uh, they didn't step up, you know, um, this wouldn't have happened. So they, they've taken on a lot of initiative to make things, these things happen and to move uh, the issues that they think are important. Awesome. Okay, I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Nonprofit U, and we're speaking with Amalia Nieto Gomez. She's the Executive Director of the Alliance for the Southeast for ACES. We will take questions from our listening audience in chat room at about the 20-minute mark, so we're probably looking at three more minutes now. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that call-in number is 347-884-8121. So our communities are facing an epidemic of youth incarceration and recidivism, so there's basically a revolving door, you know, kids coming in and out of the juvenile detention center, and too many of our young people are growing up in a climate of violence without economic opportunities. They don't have sufficient numbers of community mentors and the training that they need to thrive and grow. So in response to this crisis, I say has developed the GRACE initiative, which you've already touched on, and you're doing this in partnership with the 4th Police District. Can you share share with us an overview of the initiative and some of your accomplishments? Sure. So I have to also say we are also in partnership um, with the Cook County uh, Juvenile um, Probation and Diversion Departments um, Mm -hmm. to make this program work, and we have uh, several partners that we are also working with. Um, but basically, this is um, this is a community initiative to uh, reengage uh, youth, um, both uh, at risk um, that have been identified at, at risk by uh, some of our partners, or have even self-identified, um, or uh, we also have referrals from the. Uh, probation and diversion departments, um, youth that have already uh, are court-involved. Um, and the idea is to place them uh, with a mentor um, that uh, will be able to um, personally connect with them, but also connect them with additional resources. 
Um, the idea mm-hmm. is that they are linked with one of our partners. Right now we have uh, the Alliance of Southeast um, is a host, uh, Clarice and Associates, Sky Art, and uh, the 10th Ward, all the women, uh, Garza's office, um, have all uh, agreed to be hosts for youth. And uh, the youth not only receive mentoring, um, but they also have um, uh, responsibilities at their placement, um, which are their own. So um, we usually sit down and talk with the youth about what they would like to do and try to create a plan that um, gets them involved in the organization that they're at um, with their own role and responsibilities, but at the same time they're receiving mentoring, one-on-one mentoring from the partnering organization or someone at the partnering organization. No, that's awesome. That is really awesome. So right now we're still, I was just going to say right now we're still looking, we're still trying to expand the program, um, but it is our hope that at one point we become a restorative justice hub where we can take in a lot of youth um, for this program. Okay, great. I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Nonprofit You, and we're speaking with Amalia Nieto Gomez. She's the executive director of ASE, or Alliance of the Southeast. We'll be taking questions from our listening audience right now. The call in number is 347 884 8121. Again, that number is 347 884 8121. I do see that we've had one caller who has been listening since the beginning, he or she may or may not want to ask a question or add a comment. I am going to check with you now. Your number is 773-624-0585, and I am going to check with you and see if you're interested in making a comment. Okay, caller, did you want to make a comment, or were you just listening? Just listening, I figure there's probably more to be said, so I'm listening. Okay, great. It's very interesting. Okay, thank you very much. Your voice Mm -hmm. sounds familiar. Sounds like David Pendleton. Is this David? Yeah, it is. Hey, thank you so much for calling. I'm impressed that she's gotten from one end of town to another, and she has experience that kind of maps out the scope of the country. Um, mm-hmm. But um, other than congratulating her on good work, um, I think there's more to be said. Thank okay. you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, all right. Thank you so much, David. Um, Amalia? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Amalia, back to you. Okay. I noticed that you guys have been working with Germano Millgate residents to address health and safety issues over the last two years. I'm just curious, what specific health issues are you tackling and what are some of the strategies? Well, we have been uh, working with um, management and the owners to address some of the um, uh, conditions within the department. And so Mm -hmm. because of our organizing efforts, um, we have been able to uh, get a commitment from the owner um, to use. uh, He received um, uh, funds national funds from uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development um, to address Mm -hmm. the top five issues that uh, tenants have identified. Um, So we've been working with tenants for the last three years 
um, to address some of the um, conditions within the department, and we are looking forward to the improvements that are hopefully soon to be taking place. Okay, and I'm just curious, how did you guys start organizing the tenants? Is that something that the tenants brought to you or you reached out to the tenants? Well, it um uh it started with a conversation. Um actually is is when uh back when we were working on our safe zone and one of the tenants was helping pass out flyers to inform residents of the, the area where the safe zone was taking place. And uh, she and I started a conversation, and one thing led to another, and we were talking about um, the apartments. And so uh, I had talked to her saying, oh, okay, you know, is that is that your experience or is that a collective experience? You know, is that something um, other folks are uh, have identified as well? And she said, no, no, we're mm-hmm. all, we've all been trying to deal with it. Um, but haven't been successful individually. And so we got, Mm -hmm. as most of our organizing campaigns, uh, we got a group of uh, uh, folks together that were all interested in uh, the same solutions. And Mm -hmm. uh, Asi worked with them to develop a strategy on how to um, get that. So um, in this case, um, what worked was um, having uh, – Tenants meetings where it wasn't just one person going in with one individual issue. Um, it was a number of tenants saying, okay, these are our top five issues right now, and then talking with management about it. Um, and so that, that was um, after the first meeting um, within four months, because um, the meeting was in September, and then within four months by December, um, about 1,000 repairs had taken place. Wow. Yeah, that's that was our first four time. months. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so now things have progressed money? and moved on. Um, <laughs> so now there's um, funding that's been available to address some of the um, requests for repairs. And so that's what we are working with um, management and the owner to address. Oh, okay. And and the repairs are funded in part by HUD? Right. Okay. Right. Oh, that is, that's great. So... What were some of the lessons that that you've learned along the way? Um, I think that there's there there's power in numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's very cliche, but it is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think you know having having a common vision or common goal um, is um, extremely helpful and. Um, I'm very excited about all the work that we have been doing um, with. Uh, I, I'm I'm always so impressed with the the people that I work with, um, both staff and leaders, um, to make all these things happen. Because um, you know none of this would have happened without any group effort. So I think you know there's power in numbers and um, sharing common vision, common goal, and just making sure that everyone's clear about what what it is that we're all working towards. <laughs> What are some of those lessons you would not want to repeat? Well, I think there's, there's always uh, lessons that you know you you, you learn something from. Um, I I think um, I think uh, one of the things is just making sure that we have a united front, um, okay. and that there's clear communication. Um, and that there's a process for, you know, when disagreements happen. Um, 
and I say this not only with my experience with Asse, but just organizing experience in general, I think those are some of the key things that I've learned that, you know, try and keep a group together, um, just making sure that we we all know why we're in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's important. You know, I just had a conversation on Friday, and I think all too often we kind of look at issues of an organization or established organization as being um, something that's unique to that organization, and we don't necessarily uh, transfer those same lessons to a campaign, you know, where you're coming together for a very specific reason. And um, and it's interesting that the lessons that you share can easily be transferred either to a temporary campaign or to a permanent organization. So I really appreciate, you know, the, the lessons that you shared. Yeah, I think they're universal lessons. And I think, you know, for successful campaigns, they've always had, you know, a common vision, common goal, Everyone knows why, you know, why they're there and where they're going. And, um, you know, I think just making sure that we have a united front, you know, the no side deals um, because that cuts the power of the group um, and everyone individually. So I think just making sure that we're united as a a group because we could get so much more. Right, right. And that's, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, I, I want to remind our listening audience one more time that you're listening to Nonprofit View, and we're speaking with Amalia Nieto Gomez, the Executive Director of ASE. And before we go, we just want to open up for questions one more time. We're at 347-884-8121. Again, 347-884-8121. And those of you in the chat room are more than welcome to... You'll post a question. Okay, it doesn't look like we have any questions. I'm going to ask David one more time. Okay, David, I have you live yeah. now. Did you have Did you have any questions or comments now that you've heard our conversation more? Um, no, not really. Other than where Where are they located? Uh, we're located on the uh, southeast side, um, 9204 South Commercial Avenue, Suite 301. Um, we're on okay. the corner of Commercial and 92nd. Okay. Well, I do have one question. How long before they are concrete on that property or that U.S. Steel property? When are they really going to know? Well, um, the decision on who is going to uh, be the developer has already been made. That's Barcelona Housing Systems. Um, right. As far we are waiting for them to sign the paperwork, um, and we anticipate, we think that should happen by the end of next month is kind of our best guess. Um, and mm-hmm. then once the agreement is signed, um, we know that they will be uh, moving uh, quickly to get the development started um, because the what's different is that this uh, developer will actually own the land. So they will have an right. incentive to get it up and running as soon as possible. Right, because the renderings but are really nice. But we look nice. forward to – what's that? The renderings are really nice. I've seen the drawings. Yeah. Yeah. And we're 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 really excited about it because uh, the developer um, has reached out and has committed to um, community engagement. So we're very excited about um, a potential partnership with them. Okay. Thank you again. Right. Sure. Thank you. 
And Mm -hmm. before we go, Amalia, I just want to get a sense for who some of your partners on the south side are, you know, that you're working with on that particular issue. Sure. So we have a coalition, a coalition for a Southwark CBA. Um, it is, we have more than 40 organizational members uh, that are part of that coalition. Uh, that coalition spans from the south part of Hyde Park uh, all the way to city limits and as far west as Chatham. Um, we cover the six zip codes that are closest to the site um, and includes um, the 7th, 10th, 5th, and 8th wards. But it's a mixture of uh, community groups, co- uh, trainers, um, schools, businesses, nonprofits, students. It's a mix. Oh, well, that's huge. It goes from Hyde Park all the way to, what, city limits on the south, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Right. All the way to South okay. Daring Hegwish. Wow. Okay. So... We've come to the end of our show, and I thank you again, Amalia. Um, You've been a great guest. Would you care to share any parting thoughts and tell our listening audience how they can get involved in this work? Sure. Well, thank you, Valerie, for having me on the show. Um, This is very exciting. Um, And uh, if you want to get involved, uh, you can always uh, contact our organization at 773-221-8908. Again, that number is 773-221-8908. We also have a site um, for more information about any of our campaigns. Uh, That is www.aseschicago.org. Again, Mm -hmm. www.aseschicago.org. Okay, great. And I also noticed that you guys are selected with Amazon.com as one of their charities. Mm -hmm. Of choice. Can you tell us how one might donate to ASA through Amazon.com? Sure. Uh, for um, one percent, I think it's one uh, percent um, uh, profits. Um, if you purchase from Amazon, uh, you just need to go to Amazon Smile. Um, it's uh, the same as Amazon. It's just um, the donations made through there uh, will go to nonprofits. And if you go to smile.amazon.com and donate uh, to the Alianza Leadership Institute, um, that's our legal name, um, then uh, any donations, anything, anytime you purchase on Amazon, uh, we will have a donation, a small donation that gets donated to us. Okay, great. So you register, is that correct? You register and then? Yes. So once once you once you identify the charity that you'd like to donate to on Amazon Smile, uh, then every time you make a purchase, it will go through to that charity. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, Valerie. You so much. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm so glad to be on. This is my first podcast. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, you did great. You did great. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I want to thank our listening audience for listening to Nonprofit U Blog Radio Talk Show today. The show will be available for download within about an hour. Be sure to tune in next week for a discussion on program evaluation and performance management. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.